Do you want to stop worrying about things in the future? Are you ready to let go of the control you're holding on to? Do you desire to live with less anxiety? See, worry and anxiety can show up show up in many different ways. It might look like controlling things like your food and your exercise because you don't feel like you can control anything else. It might look like going to different foods and drinks and substances to cope with the emotions that you just don't really know how to cope with otherwise. But the truth is, your stress, worry, and anxiety are revealing something to you. The question becomes, are you listening to it? Or are you doing everything you can to ignore it and not deal with it? It turns out that some of the same things that help you learn to make consistent and confident healthy choices in your life also lead to a life free from worry and anxiety. Some of these things include slowing down and living more mindfully, learning to be aware of your thoughts and comparing them to the truth of the word of God, and walking with the Lord on your journey so that you can live more surrendered to him and less consumed with how well you can do things on your own strength. I'm so excited to dig into this topic more with my friend Erica Diaz-Castro. We talk all about how to recognize anxiety and what to do about it. She shares some incredible Holy Spirit-inspired truth and encouragement with us, and I pray that you will be blessed. I know I was. Erica is just your average Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. She helps anxious, overwhelmed Christian women get more done, have time for what matters most, and keep Christ at the center of it all. Between time management coaching and teaching on the Bible, Erica has so much to offer us as busy moms. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation all about how to recognize anxiety in yourself and how to live with less of it. So here we go. Enjoy. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Erica on today. Um, I'm going to just dive right in and let her tell you a little bit um, about herself and her story and how she helps women today. Hello. Hello. Take it away, Erica. (laughs) Thanks. What's up, everybody? My name's Erica. Erica Diaz Castro. I call myself your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. And I am CEO of Hurry New Strength Co. and host of Hurry New Strength, the podcast where I talk about time management and biblical mindset. And I really speak to anxious, overwhelmed Christian women who are struggling with time management and really want to cultivate a biblical mindset in all areas of life. So a little bit about me. I am a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a wife to a gentle giant who loves the Lord. And we have two hilarious, precious little ones who we're raising together and just kind of going to the Lord to lead us in that way because I never thought I'd be a mom. But here I am. So That's awesome. good stuff there. 
yeah, it's uh, a big blessing and one of the hardest things and most rewarding things I think any of us will ever do. So I guess some background about me. I grew up in a home with two parents who love the Lord. I struggled with mental health from a really young age, primarily in the form of depression and suicidal ideation and playing sports, primarily softball um, and really remaining active was and remains a huge part of managing that. So at about 19, I'm like fast forwarding so much, but at about 19, I began working in corporate America and I learned the corporate game pretty quickly and did well, which resulted in quick promotions in my early 20s. But from the age of 15, I was a heavy drinker and a drug user. And so looking back, I can say that I, number one, I didn't walk with the Lord. And then number two, my habits actually masked the anxiety that I was struggling with and it exacerbated the mental health issues. So you know, flash forward to my 20s when I'm in corporate and I'm, I wasn't really doing anything purposeful with my time. I was just kind of living kind of like the prodigal son, like just making a lot of money, spending a lot of money, going on lavish vacations and living a life that still left me feeling like something was missing. And so I began competitive bodybuilding because I thought that that would do something for me. That's sweet. <laughs> So, you know, I've heard that though. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, right, like fitness was how I coped with with stress outside of drugs and alcohol. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just do fitness since this is the thing that at the time I saw as like my savior. Mm-hmm. So I got into competitive bodybuilding and that led to me abstaining from drug and alcohol use, which really revealed all the anxiety, like all the anxious thoughts and tendencies and like physical anxiety that I didn't experience because I was high, I was experiencing full throttle, especially with the strict dieting and all of the exercise and just trying to be in control of everything. Like anxiety was at an all-time high. So I end up kind of phasing out of Uh, bodybuilding primarily because of health issues. But in the midst of that, I gave my life over to the Lord and I began to walk with the Lord toward the end of my bodybuilding days, which led me to studying his word diligently and really growing in the grace and knowledge of who God is. And that number one led me out of the bodybuilding thing. Cause I was like, Lord, what is like, what do you want me to do? And then I got super sick. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with cancer a year later, and I I was at this point where I started to realize that wasn't it, and even though I don't know what is it, I can trust that God's going to take care of it, even if it, if, if it means that I'm going to die from cancer, and I walked through that. The Lord leads me through it, and it was truly the word of God that helped me break up with the drug addiction and the alcohol use. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, sobriety and being clean meant that I needed to learn how to cope with that anxiety and, and the mental health struggles that I had struggled with since I was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And so the word of God helped me to cope with anxiety and really led me to realize that part of the anxiety I experienced, which had to do with time and like me worrying about getting things done. It was 
because my time management was trash and my mindset was even in worse shape. So I started to see it because it prevented my career growth. And I went from being a rock star at work to being like down in when they send out like numbers every month. I was always in the red for for a few years. I was underperforming. My team was picking up my slack and it was very embarrassing. It was a crushing my confidence. And through the study of God's word, I started to ask him, is this even where you want me? What should I be doing with my time? Maybe this is not, you know, the work that you want me to do. And he kept me there. Even when I try to leave over and over, look for other jobs, go for promotions, things like that. He kept me in this like really crappy place where I could only depend on him. Right. That's how it happens. And, And so I end up going on this journey and it began with the health issues, right? And the mental health and the cancer and all that. But it led to improved time management and just trusting God and starting to rethink priorities and rethink even how I coped with stress Mm -hmm. and how I looked at stress. And I stopped seeing it as an ailment and I started to see it as feedback. And it led me back to the Lord over and over again to the point that it started to really transform how I showed up at work, how I showed up in relationships, and I ended up becoming a top performer again. I was pretty quickly getting whatever job I wanted, getting job offers that I'd even ask for, being hand-selected for special projects, a lot of favor, and eventually into it led me into corporate leadership. And that's where I served as an onboarding leader, helping new employees improve their time management, which is so crazy because I used to be so trash at it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I help people get effective and efficient in their roles. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Lord brought me out of that. He told me to leave my job. And so the next day I quit and, um, had like a 90 day plan to get everybody where they were supposed to be. And now I'm a life coach for anxious, overwhelmed Christian women. I help with time management and biblical mindset. That is so awesome. Um, I want to point out one thing. I love, love, love that multiple times throughout your story, you always talk about like, you know, once you started, like once you met Jesus, essentially, like you, you refer to it as like walking with the Lord. And I Mm -hmm. love that because it's so true. It's not like you just have this pivotal moment of, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. It's like a constant walking. It's a, you know, he led you to stay at your job that felt really crappy because he wasn't done growing you there. And then he led you into the position you are now, because now you are equipped and you're ready to help the women in the, in the way that you are now. So I just wanted to, um, speak that to you. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, but the other thing, like before we hit record, we were talking about, um, you know, how much is too much to share in your story. And I was just like, you know what? Testimony is everything. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to say thank you for sharing all of that because It is so cool. I think, especially when it comes to thinking about anxiety and mental health to be able to look back um, and you be able to share, like, these are all of the things that I went through, but this is how, this is what I learned through it all. And like, you can see God working and redeeming and, you know, doing all of the things throughout every piece of your story. And, and you know, you kind of mentioned a lot, like it came down to the mindset and the habits and the being intentional about your time and being intentional about walking with the Lord and seeking him. And that's eventually like what 
brought you to where you are today, like being able to manage your time effectively and live with no anxiety and things like that. And um, so I just think that's really cool because testimony is everything. It is. No, I, I agree. And I just have to say that that beginning period of when that refinement started, I would say that the biggest, like the biggest time that stands out as like a true starting point was around the time I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2016. And this didn't all like all this awesomeness of getting promoted and all that didn't happen until five, six years later. So there was a long period of time where I didn't turn to like a time management coach. I asked for help at work and and was like, how can I actually get better at this? But the Lord would like drop a random book into my like sphere of influence or lead me to listen to this talk or actually work through a process that I, I later, you know, can document and, and identify as an actual framework, but so much trial and error and a lot of like what we would maybe consider wilderness. Right. And I think so many women are discouraged in that time and start to wonder, is this even worth it? And I think that as long as you're walking with the Lord, it's always going to be worth it because there is a deeper relationship and dependency on him that allows you to grow in the faith and be able to minister to others in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is the phrase that that comes to mind because it's in that uncomfortableness, whatever the word is that, that like you said, like you, you have to lean on the Lord. Like there is nothing else that you can do except lean on the Lord. Because when you look to other things in this world, that's when you end up with a lot of the anxiety, the mental health, the depression, um, the obsession with exercise. I love that you mentioned Mm -hmm. that because that's totally my background too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, okay. So anxiety is sort of a buzzword, um, yeah. this day and age. So can you define anxiety for us? Yeah. So the working definition that I use for anyone who doesn't have an actual diagnosis of clinical anxiety or general anxiety disorder is worry about future events that have not yet happened. So there is this anticipation of impending doom, right? Like something is going to go wrong and you kind of fixate on that and do what you can, which is not much because like you don't even know if these things are going to happen, but, you know, to start to obsess about controlling everything in advance of that potential experience mm-hmm. so that you are safe. Yeah. Yeah. that's a really good definition that like you're trying to kind of protect yourself from, Mm -hmm. but also from something that hasn't necessarily happened yet. Yeah. Like you're worrying about the thing that could happen or might happen. Um, but that there's no guarantee, but also I love how you mentioned control too. Like there's, there's that aspect of like, you feel like you need to control the outcome at all Mm -hmm. times, but when you, but at the same time you can't. So is that kind of the root of I kind of where that anxiety comes in. I think that that's part of it. And I think sometimes we internalize a lot of our experiences in the past as the absolute truth, right? Instead of looking to God's word as the absolute truth. And and then that trauma or whatever, right? Like whatever you took away from those experiences drives you in the direction of trying to avoid anything that resembles that in the future Mm -hmm. so that you can, again, secure your own safety. Yeah, that's really good. 
So why is it important that we live with less anxiety? So less anxiety is, I think, a, a beautiful promise for anyone who struggles with, you know, any level of anxiety, right? And I think that so much of us really just want to be confident and feel like they can have the mental and physical capacity to do the Lord's work. But when you're distracted Mm -hmm. by the things that you're worried about, it takes your focus off of God and onto the circumstances, which doesn't allow you to actually walk in obedience and walk in faith. And I can speak from experience, not just my own, but also having walked alongside clients, friends, Mm -hmm. so many of my friends struggle with some level of anxiety. You have a lot of similar experiences and what I have found is that when there is a, a more holistic approach to managing your mental health and really taking a more proactive approach in your belief kind of awareness, right? Like just this ability to notice how, how your thoughts tend to, to go this way or that, there's a deeper capacity to deal or cope in a healthy way and then redirect your attention so that you can do the things that not just need to be done, but things that you want to do, things that the Lord has maybe put on your heart as a dream, as a big goal, right? But when you're in survival mode trying to stay safe, you it's not it's not so uh often that people can still pursue those big goals and dreams because you're just too busy trying to stay safe. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, I talk about this a lot on my podcast about how much mindfulness plays a part in your overall health. Um, because it's true, like you, when you are in survival mode, when you're in this, I just, all I can focus on are the circumstances and the things that I'm trying to control, but I can't control. And it's causing kind of just this clutter in your mind. Um, you know, I always say the first step is really to slow down, slow down and start recognizing what am I thinking about? What am I thinking about what I'm thinking about? Exactly. (laughs) And, and then, yeah, like you said, like, okay, now let's, let's take that and let's compare it to the truth of the word of God. And what does God have to say about it? And what lies are we believing that we need to stop believing and things like that? Is Mm -hmm. that along the, the lines of, of where you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And that's work that I think so many of us do in different ways Mm -hmm. is being aware, like improving that self-awareness about what it is that is happening in our brain and how that's determining what we do or what we don't do. And so you might not walk in obedience to the Lord because you're worried about what the unknown might bring. You might not follow the Lord's promptings because you're too busy taking you know, the steps that you need to make sure the steps that you want to take to make sure that you are safe as far as you can tell. And the the problem with that is that you start to try to play God in a sense. Mm-hmm. So your own safety or your own security becomes an idol. Right. Mm, that's good. That hits my heart. <laughs> Every day. Every yeah. day it hits mine. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Okay. So 
women are listening right now and they're like, oh yeah, this is really good. It's kind of resonating, but I don't really know. Like I've never really thought about having anxiety, um, but some of this is kind of hitting home. Like what, what questions can they ask? Or like, what are some ways that they can tell if anxiety is like truly a struggle for them that they need to start addressing? Yeah. So I think without, so I'll first say I'm not a clinician and, uh, or a person who is licensed or equipped, right. To diagnose anybody. So when I, again, when I say anxiety, it's like general worry about the future, something that hasn't yet happened. If you find yourself worrying to the point where it disrupts your ability to trust the Lord, like you find yourself struggling to the point where you you don't do things. I think that's definitely feedback, mm-hmm. right? Just the feeling of anxiety or the thoughts um, that you might have that are anxious or worrisome, I think are definitely things to pay attention to. Where I think it's a really true struggle for some people who don't have necessarily a mental health diagnosis is when you start to do things that kind of center around keeping yourself safe again, right? Just securing your own peace of mind and really walking in your own strength, right? Um, I was reading yesterday, it was Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, right? Lean not on your own understanding. And I started to wonder, where do I think I'm smart enough to not ask God? And I think that sometimes that's what we do because we're very smart. Yeah. We can you know, make logic of pretty much anything and convince ourselves that we're all right. So I would just pause and ask yourself, where am I walking in my own strength? Where am I leaning on my own understanding where I, I don't even notice that pride is keeping me from pursuing the Lord and seeking his face about a particular thing? Yeah, that's really good. That's one of my... It's one of my favorite verses. I think I bring them up all the time here on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, imagine you are serving women a very different way. I'm serving women a very different way. And it comes back to those same questions. Yeah. So there's connection. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. So any like final practical takeaways or encouragements for the women listening um, as we kind of wrap up today? Yes. Read your Bible, first of all. Um. And, and here's the thing. I want to just say this because I think it's important. And this is only just coming to mind because I had kind of prepared a response, but I'm not going to go with that. The Lord's telling me, y'all are reading devotionals. And I think that's beautiful. I think there's a place for that. But God wants you to hear from him, not someone in between you and him, right? Like devotionals are great as a resource, but the word of God directly from the Bible is our daily bread. So if you're relying in this season on something else, I think that there is definitely a place for that. And those things exist to help us grow, right? But the basis of where we want to be, like our foundation is always and should always be the word itself. So my practical takeaway is when you read your Bible, you will be spirit led because you're hearing directly from the Lord and no one else's interpretation can speak to you like Holy Spirit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Amen. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the other piece I want to say, as far as an encouragement is when you feel worried, don't immediately interpret that as lack of faith. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it starts as feedback and our feelings are designed by the Lord to lead us back to him. So if you feel worried, it's not anything that you should be judging yourself about Mm -hmm. unless that worry leads you into the temptation of sinful behavior, like Mm -hmm. taking things into your own hands, making whatever a little idol, right? Always take that feedback, that feeling that you're feeling and use it as a reminder to go back to the Lord. Yeah. No, that's so good because I think a lot of times, you know, with any behavior, but, you know, with talking about like when you're feeling worried and it's, it's causing you to have this this distrust in God um, or, you know, whatever it is, it's leading into that sinful behavior. I think so often our initial response is that shame and that guilt and that, oh, I Mm -hmm. fell into the cycle again. So I don't want to go to God. And it's like, no, the safest place for your feelings and emotions and, the thing, the behaviors that you don't want to be doing, but you're stuck doing anyways, the safest place for those is at the feet of Jesus and going back to him every single time. So yeah, I love that's a great encouragement and reminder to just use what you are feeling and let it lead you back to the Lord every single time. I love that. Every time, every single time. Amen. Amen and amen. Erica, would you do me a favor? Would you pray for the listeners really quick before we close out this episode? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel emotional now. Sorry. Um, No, it's good. It's all good. So, you know, I just want to speak to, I want to speak to everyone, but especially those who are walking through something really heavy. And I think some of us don't even know how heavy it is, the things that we're walking through, Mm -hmm. because we're so used to carrying a lot. Um, But I think it's good to have that reminder that we can rely on, on each other, right? Go to, go to God and then remember that he gave us each other. So today, whoever needs this, you were made for fellowship. And so lean on each other. I know Lauren, you have a community. This is like the best way to, to get that support, um, of just another sister in Christ who can walk alongside you. Um, So with that said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you so much that you hear us and that you see us and that you know everything we're struggling with, everything we're carrying and everything that we're worrying about. Lord, I don't know who needs that extra reminder, but I just pray that we would remember that you're faithful. We would remember that you're good and that we would remember that you care about the details that we can cast all our anxieties on you. Why? Because you care. So I ask father that you would continue to move in a way that nothing and no one else can, that you would remind us of our need for you and that we wouldn't be discouraged in those times when we face trials, but encouraged to put our faith in you and walk more closely with you, Lord, that we would each have a hunger and a thirst for your word and a desire to grow in our relationship with you. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to move in the lives of those who are hurting, that you would continue to provide comfort and joy 
and that all of the things that we wonder about, that you would reveal those things to us in your timing and that in the waiting, we would wait well, that we would worship you, that we would praise your name, that we would be in your word and that we would remember that you love us. Thank you that you love us. And I just lift up this community and ask that you would meet us each where we are in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Erica, so much. Okay. So how can women connect with you if they want to find out more about you, your story, what you do, all the things? Well, I do have a podcast. And so you can find me over on Her Renew Strength, the podcasts, put out a couple episodes a week and everything else you can find on our website, herrenewedstrength.com. We have a free community where we do quarterly Bible study. And our next study is going to be in June. We're going to study the book of Esther line by line. So I invite you all to join us. And I'm actually hosting a completely free masterclass called Time Management Foundations. So if you're struggling with time management and you're really looking for just a better understanding of the building blocks for effective time management, you can head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash free workshop. And I'd love to serve you. Awesome. Okay. I'll include all of those links in the show notes and thank you, Erica, so much for coming on. Um, This was amazing. Oh, thanks for having me. God bless you guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the healthy and empowered living podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.